All right, what's up and welcome to AMA Advertising episode number two, uh, where I'm going, I, your host, Nathan Savage, I'm going to answer any questions you have related to advertising with Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, you name it, I'm going to be answering it. So let's go ahead and hop straight into this. First question I have is, what are good ways to learn how to become a great digital marketer? So from the first episode, if you listened all the way through, I think you'd pick up one thing. And one thing I emphasized was before you outsource to digital marketing or anything else along those lines to anybody, you should first understand exactly what you're doing. So even though you don't have to become a great digital marketer, uh, one way I would say is to invest in a course. One thing I do like is consulting.com. A guy named Sam Ovens runs those courses. It's about a $1,200 course or something along those lines. I took it, thought it was incredibly helpful. I recommend it to everybody because it's so valuable it helps you understand who you're marketing to this is gonna be something we're gonna touch on in just a little bit but um if you want to become a great marketer i would start there besides that understanding the basics of you know cost per click cost per lead cost per acquisition cost for application, um, conversion rates, things along those lines, you'll develop those as you get more experience to kind of understand where your niche is in your industry. But um, I would actually start there. I would go buy that course. Um, next question is from somebody who's a complete beginner, obviously, and they're, ask, they're saying, what exactly is digital marketing? Uh, we're just going to keep this simple. It's just advertising and marketing. Instead of it's on a billboard, now it's on search engines and social media outlets. Next thing is I think this is starting to get pretty fun. Which companies are doing best in digital marketing? So I'm not going to address the multi-billion dollar conglomerates or massive companies like that. Uh, I actually have two examples I'll touch on right now. The first one is hard to pronounce, but it's called Holzkern Watches, H-O-L-Z-K-E-R-N Watches. So what I'll touch on them at first is the best thing they do, especially for an e-commerce site when the biggest thing is their appeal they have extremely unique watches and they do a fucking great job with the fo- the photos of everything and the videos just you know showing you know sales they're having and just showcasing what their product is what their thing is and it's beautiful like their watches have marble in them they're amazing and uh, another company that does this well actually is actually Taft T A F T they have shoes i just bought some like $300 pair of uh, boots from them um, they just do great jobs with their marketing, their retargeting, everything along those lines. Uh, and lastly, because I compete in jiu-jitsu, I'll bring this one up, is a company called BJJ Fanatics. So pretty much what they did is they reached out to the individuals throughout jiu-jitsu in this massive field, kind of like MMA, and they reached out to all the massive influencers and had them create in-depth courses talking about their training and things like that. It has crushed it they're selling courses for ranging from 100 all the way to 700 bundles of courses and for the jiu-jitsu world that is not a common thing you know most people are spending 20 bucks a month or something like that for training and these guys are over here selling extreme something different and uh they just do a great job with the influencer marketing part of it so it i think those are some three great examples you could start off on um, one thing I would stay away from, stay away from the digital marketers teaching you about digital marketing and selling you digital marketing. It's, it's a fad. It's, it's not super common. It's the reason, like, just stay away from people that are trying to teach you. They're digital marketers who are trying to sell you on the idea of digital marketing, and they haven't actually done anything by themselves. They haven't actually done a lot of things outside of that. 
So next question, is Facebook advertising effective for mobile app promotion? Can you generate installs through Facebook advertising? Is it effective or worthwhile? I would say yes, yes, and yes. But again, it depends on how much budget you have, how much testing you have, exactly what you know about the audience you're trying to target. Those things are the true variables. Um, so the first part is, is it effective for mobile app promotion? Yes. So one of the parts you could use with Facebook as an actual conversion metric, we talked about this last time, this is different. You could use app installs. It's an amazing way to start off to get those app installs and kind of figure out who your users are. You know, we see large companies using these on, uh, all kinds of mobile apps or games. Um, it's an extremely, extremely effective way. If you kind of need to develop, um, cost for acquisition, or kind of some general metrics that you could then turn around and present to investors. Once like, so for example, you know, like, like, Hey, you know, we invested 10 K in marketing. We understand that these are our acquisition metrics. Um, so it's a way for you to prove to people you can make money. Also, it's one way you could scale. Um, so can you generate installs through Facebook advertising? Of course is effective and worthwhile. I would 100% agree if you have the skills to do it and mention kind of keep in mind how I said skills, cause we're going to talk kind of mention that skills part in just a second. Uh, so next question here is what are some tips to make effective Facebook ads? So first thing is making sure you have the right campaign set up. So we want to make sure you're doing conversions or you're driving for link clicks or engagement, depending on what the goal is. We could address that at a later time. The next step I would say is extremely important is the audiences you're using. So one thing you want to do is you don't, it depends on the budget. So one thing I like to do is I like to split the audiences up into different verticals. So let's say we're targeting some, uh, we have an ad specifically for health professionals. Um, and one audience I could be targeting chiropractors and another audience I could be targeting uh, doctors, physicians, uh, physical therapists, personal trainers, things like that. And you want each audience to be completely separate. And the reason for that is you need to be able to, to measure all of them against each other. They can't have things in common. So the last thing you want to do is put a whole bunch of audiences together in one ad set with a variety of ads. You want to be testing numerous ad sets, generally at, at the minimum three to five, actually let's say four to five ad sets with two of the same ads in each ad set, right? If, if those ads apply. That's what I generally like to do from a starting standpoint. Now, number one, the cool part about this, if you, this is a super, super ninja hack, uh, take the post ID. If you don't know how to do that, you can just Google it or just Google how to do this. You could use the same ad across all of your um, ad sets. And what that does is it pushes all the social engagement to the exact same post. Now, so instead of spending a $100 across 10 ads, separately you can put all of that money into the same ads so it builds a whole bunch of presence so that's how i've run some can so currently i'm managing a budget of about 150k a month for for my main job and that is how we're getting the majority of our massive social presence there and it just looks good to be completely honest versus have someone who has five likes on a variety of ads we have several thousand on one ad so have numerous audiences you could test, use a scientific method. If you don't know what that is, go to Khan Academy or something along those lines and learn it. You're going to hear that as an ongoing thing about the importance of using the scientific uh, scientific method when 
testing your ads. And so uh, just, yeah, just make sure everything is set up accordingly. So next question is a little bit rudimentary, but uh, just another one is how effective is Facebook advertising? Uh, I would say Facebook advertising is as effective for me as it is uh, a basketball for LeBron James, right? So if you look at the ROI of a basketball for me, this is now I'll go ahead and quote this back to Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, it's nothing. Unfortunately, I'm 5'10", and I don't have incredible athletic abilities, or I can't shoot like Steph Curry or things along those lines, right? So it's not going to do anything for me. So the effectiveness of Facebook advertising is going to be in the hands of the beholder. You know, who's running it? Do they have experience? Is it somebody who's never done it before? Odds are it's not going to be successful. And I'll go ahead and tell you this too. Odds are you don't want to have success with your face, your first Facebook advertising campaign. The reason I'm saying that, it's going to give you false confidence. That false confidence is going to make you think that you know everything and you're not going to want to adapt and change. I like to treat every Facebook ad campaign I'm running as a natural selection, right? You want to do everything you can to pretty much create a survival of the fittest. You know, how like your ads are going great right now. How can you put those ads out of business? How can you beat those ads? How can you become better? What can you tweak? What can you do different? You want to be testing those things on a regular basis, uh, regular basis, and you want to create a paid traffic note sheet. So it's a spreadsheet documenting every single change, every single 7, 21, 30-day conversion window. You want to be tracking all of these things to figure out what is and what isn't working. Uh, I just went super Super specific there. If you have any questions on that, feel free to reach out. The point of this is for me to have additional questions that I could answer in depth for you at a later time. Um, so another great question is, is it better to pay per click or pay per impression on Facebook advertising? So this is something people don't know. Pay, you're still charged per impression on Facebook. So the way it works is, let's say you put on an ad that gets no clicks you'll still be charged. Every campaign is charged on impression. The way they do it is, let's say, everything's linked back to impression. So you spend 50 bucks and you get, let's say, you spend 50 bucks and you get five conversions, right? Um, it's gonna track you back to, okay, it's 10 bucks conversion, right? So 10 times five, it's 50 bucks, um, but it measures that it, it links everything back to the single variation or the single variable, which is going to be impressions. So your cost per click is still going to be based off of impressions. Um, but I, I guess the better thing he's asking right here is it better to, if you're asking the difference between pay-per-click or pay-per-impression, you're, you're always going to be paying per impression quote. Like that, that's just how it is. You're not actually paying per click. Um, you're paying per impressions. Now, if you could choose a, as a campaign objective for link clicks or impressions, I always recommend doing link clicks always, unless you're, unless you're running some interesting campaign, maybe sometimes for smaller businesses, if you're doing something for kind of top of funnel to get attention, it, it might work for impressions, but generally I like to do per click. Um, next bet is, this is kind of simple, but how does Facebook advertising work? So this is something that would be great for you if you just don't understand it at all, and that's completely okay. Things are changing regularly. So the way Facebook advertising works is, you know, Facebook has the newsfeed and a variety of other factors, and they're actually rolling out Facebook Watch. So we'll be able to essentially put advertising in TV, just like we do on the actual TV, but it'll be on um, your devices. So the way Facebook advertising work, it works is um, as you're scrolling, just ads will pop up. 
and hopefully those ads will be pretty targeted so they're not a complete pain in the ass. Now, I will tell you ahead of time, Facebook is not gathering your single profile data. What I mean by that is Facebook is not looking to target you, Bob, or me, Nathan. They're looking to target massive segmented audiences. So they're not going after you in particular. They're going after massive audiences. So that's how Facebook works is they're they're pretty much putting ads hopefully targeted to give people a better experience and to put services and um, services and products in front of them that they would like to have. So scrolling down, you see ads, things along those lines. Uh, next question is, what would be considered a good cost per fan like, fan or, or like in Facebook advertising? So a common thing people will look at as an indicator of success on Facebook is how many likes a fan page has or how many likes your business page has. And it means absolutely nothing. So this is something that it just doesn't matter, right? So um, company I'm working for now, we have like 70,000 Facebook followers. And this year we'll clear 16 million in revenue. I know people that have hundreds of thousands of followers and don't make a fucking dime, right? So at the end of the day, it comes back to how much money you're making. Um, and if those people actually want to see your stuff, most of the time, uh, when people are going after these vanity metrics of having a, lo a lot of likes or fan page likes and things like that, none of it ever translate. It's just not worth it. Don't put your time into that. Put your time into, if you're going to be focusing on anything along those lines, build a large email list. Um, or a messenger list, or some kind of follow-up list. I wouldn't put too much effort into that. I, if, if you're gonna put effort into anything, I'd probably say Instagram or LinkedIn in terms of building connections, or a, a group page in Facebook actually would be pretty solid too. Um, so moving on to the next ad campaign is, are there any success stories about Facebook advertising? Besides the ones listed above, um, I'll say the company I'm working at right now, the Author Incubator, it's a perfect success story. Um, our CEO, Angela, did an amazing job building the company um, and built it from nothing to a $16 million company is what we'll clear this year. Uh, we return $8 for every dollar invested in advertising. You know, we're doing a pretty solid job with a multi-million dollar budget. We're crushing it. So there's millions of success stories on Facebook. And I really do mean that. There's millions of success stories, but there's tens of millions of people that are failing dramatically just because they're not willing to invest. Like I talked last episode, you need to be willing to invest 10 to 20K because that's what it's going to take to win in 2019, 2020, and further on. You're going to have to be willing to put the time and the money in to learn how to do it. That's all it is. As if you're doing door-to-door -door sales or anything else, you have to put time in, put experience in, but get data, learn what is and what isn't working. All right, so... Um, next question is, what are some Facebook advertising strategies available for e-commerce? So I would say the, the first thing is, I mean, we'll go for the, the watch example I used earlier. Anybody that hit my website, I would be pushing them to try to get a first purchase. After they got that first purchase, I would be doing... Um, I would be pushing to get pushing them to get a first purchase on some kind of discount. Um, after that, I would be pushing them to get another purchase some way and retargeting ways to get another purchase at a discount. I would, I would pretty much be targeting people at the ability to do discounted sales, right? That's what I would be doing on a regular basis. Um, 
so if we want to talk about actual strategies, you need to have, number one, you need to sit down and kind of develop out something that'll work for you and your company. So I, I don't know the margins of everybody's companies. Sometimes they're thin, sometimes they're huge. That's going to have a big impact here. What you need to do is you need to sit down and understand what kind of offer can you go out and push onto social media that will be irresistible for people, right? So after I saw the Taft ad, I bought my shoes when I only bought them after they had some kind of sale going on. But the moment I saw that sale, I immediately bought, right? So you need to develop something to where, you know, what is an offer you could you could use that will not only help cover the cost per acquisition, but help cover the cost of advertising, um, help cover the cost of pretty much the landing cost of getting everything out there, <clears throat> something that will and also get you some money. And I think that you want to make most of your money back on the second, third, fourth, fifth, their lifetime sales. That's kind of the way I like to approach e-commerce right now. The first purchase is to essentially cover the cost of acquisition and the second, third, and fourth need to cover kind of like the lifetime. You need to be trying to get those out of that customer in the next three to six months afterwards. So the next question is, how effective are Facebook ads in generating actual sales? They are incredibly effective, but again, it's in the hands of the beholder. Is the person you're working with, are they good at what they're doing? You know, those are the big factors that you need to be asking yourself. You know, can that person do a good job with them? And then the same question is just asked again, is it successful at getting leads? Of course it's successful at getting leads. All of it comes back to messaging. Do you know who your audience is? And do you know how to target them? Those are the key factors. That is the only way you will be successful, right? Ad costs are rising. And if you aren't working with somebody who could help you target that audience, and if you don't know who they are, you're wasting time. You're going to fail, and you're not going to be able to scale. And if your business is not growing, it's inevitably going to fail. That's just the way life is. That's the circle of life being played out in business. You have to find some way to separate yourself. And if your business is not growing, you need to be worried. There's churn rates. It's inevitable. People are going to leave. And you don't want to be relying on referrals to get your business going. So if you could do anything right now, the big key step or a key takeaway from this podcast is take time, learn Facebook, Google Ads, things like that, just so you understand you're not going to be torn around by someone trying to work with you. The next step is understand exactly who your customer is. So for example, let's say if at the company I work with, we don't help authors write books. We help nonfiction authors write and publish their first books in nine weeks. That is incredibly detailed. We also know that majority of our audience are 35 to 55 year old women, right? That's who our audience is. We also know that they're, I'm not going to say the specific interests that they follow, but we know every single interest that they're interested in. We know everything about them. I know that I'm down to a T. I could talk to their, their spouse and give them perfect details about who they are. You need to be able to do that in bulk. That's the only way you'll be able to create a scalable advertising campaign that will produce ROI and profit, right? So those are the biggest takeaways. If you have any additional questions, feel free to reach out to me, Instagram, Twitter, email me, nathansavage at gmail.com. Um, again, I'm the only Nathan Savage in the world at this point. So uh, cool. I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Have a good one.